0: Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast that you listen to all week long. I heard that somewhere that you, told you me
1: listen that. to it all week long. Well,
0: you know, <laughs> of all of the ones that you listen to, oh, this I is see. the one that you picked first and we're so thankful for it. This is Say Something Interesting. It's a follow up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities. My name's Brent. With me as always is my friend Megan. Hello. And we are excited that you chose to... Uh I was gonna say dine with us, but like <laughs> be with us at least for a half hour as we discuss yeah. all things fun and exciting. Megan, how you doing? I'm doing
1: pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. It's summer.
0: Our friend Hergie got married this weekend. I
1: saw a picture. I'm so excited for him. It
0: was a fun uh Saturday ceremony. I uh I spent all day cleaning out our garage.
1: Did you perform the ceremony? No, I didn't. You were I just got to a just attend. That's it was exciting. so
0: nice. Um his wife, I was gonna say fiance because we've been calling it that forever, but <laughs> Uh, his fiance had a friend who his was wife pastor, headache. and sorry, bye <laughs> there it is. And uh, so she did the ceremony. So I oh. just got to like enjoy. I didn't even I didn't even go to the ceremony. Like full disclosure, I like missed it because of some timing wise. But yeah. I did get to go to the the reception area, and it was awesome. And uh, so, anyways, it was cool. it was it was really great uh congr- kudos to him uh he's our our drummer mm-hmm. and you you may not know him because like our band like is you know plays in the dark uh, but you've probably seen this just awesome big dude playing the drums beating those drums that's <laughs> yeah. hergie his yeah. real name's jake we we'll call him hergie anyways uh and uh yeah they've been engaged for a while so this is exciting times for him so yeah. kudos congratulations to you too i don't think you listen but you know <laughs> there you go uh,
1: so it was a wedding know. weekend for me how about you Um, I had some nephew time on Saturday and then I've, uh, one of my good friends, they have a pool. And so yesterday they had a like summer starting pools open party. It
0: feels like summer for the first time, like this weekend, you're like, Oh, it's, it's a little toasty. It's a little warm. Yeah. Even today like
1: in the nineties. So
0: I showed up early in the room today to turn on the AC for the room and dropped it a whole three degrees. So it's like manageable, but like (laughs) still kind of warm. So.
1: Yep. It's exciting.
0: We're excited for summer. Two weeks left of school. Um, My kids are counting down the days. They have one more Monday other than today, once they get through today. And, uh, yeah, it's just they're they're planning all of their into-the-school parties. And my daughter already told me, um, don't worry, Dad. Like, the last week of school, all we do is watch movies and eat popcorn. (laughs) I said, that's great to hear. (laughs) So great. So... Uh, she's, she's pumped though. Mm-hmm. She got to go to a, uh, a fire game last night. The Ooh, fire football game. Uh-huh.
1: That Because they're back. Like they're
0: back. Like arena, arena football is back. Arena football is back. It's yeah. a different than the fever, right? Yeah. But, uh, I think it's a different division, but, uh, yeah, she went to a game and, and got a football and brought it home for oh. dad, cool. like a good daughter. So I got a football last night, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So.
1: That's pretty exciting. Yeah. It yeah. was,
0: it was tons of excitement, tons of things going on, but, yeah. uh. Yeah, we also. Anything else happened the weekend that you want to highlight?
1: Not, oh man, I don't know.
0: Snow cones again on Sunday. We're yeah. in the full snow cone mode at East Lake. It was uh, quite the lineup. There was a huge lineup. Like yeah. word got out. Yeah. And people stuck around this time, <laughs> and we, uh, mm. we, we, our floors. You can always tell when it's snow cone season. Yep. Because uh-huh. you, you can't walk through the lobby anymore without your shoes sticking to the yeah, ground.
1: Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> real gross. Like feeling as you lift your foot up yeah. and then the sound
0: yeah <laughs> so that's exciting mm-hmm. also uh if you missed it our auditorium it was all funky uh, because this week yeah. uh, there is a shakespeare production in the theater uh 12th night produced by the rude mechanicals a lo- sh- local shakespeare group um and so our stage was all like offset and i was i was like could you tell did it feel different to you like, I was, like, yeah. way closer to people. Like, you the people were in the closer, front row, yeah. I felt like I could reach in their pockets and play with their keys or something like that. Like, it, it was just, like, way too close.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you were pretty off-center. So. And I was
0: off to the right, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly.
1: It felt different, for sure. I think once you started talking, I kind of, like, forgot about how it was different. Good. But when I first walked in, I was like, oh, this is going to be weird. But yeah. it, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I Once mentioned used to it, it I mentioned weird. to you in the middle of the service or, or in our in between time, for those of you who grew up like going to a Catholic church or even like an Episcopalian church because I I did watch uh, uh, Rachel Held Evans funeral over the weekend and, and it was done in Episcopal church and the same thing there the pastor preaches from not center stage because that's not the highlight is not the pastor that there's a cross in the center stage mm-hmm. which is. I get it. I understand that. Mm-hmm. The pastor preaches from the side. Um, and so, you you know, if you grew up Catholic, you're probably like, oh, I see what they're doing here. They're just going back to my roots. <laughs> um, sort uh, of, kind of, but yeah. not, not exactly yeah. entirely. Like the whole setting, the whole stage decor uh, was probably out, out of the bounds of yeah. what you'd normally see in a Catholic church. Yeah, but. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty impressed with how the room mechanicals... Um, do their set design in that theater? They
0: uh they do awesome. Yeah, yeah they definitely take uh take. Have you have you ever been to one of their shows?
1: Yes, um, one of their first ones, like I like the first or second one. I think okay. I went to. Um, no, I don't remember which one it was. Oh, I think it was Othello. Um, oh, I went to that one as well. Yeah, and but which I think that one was probably one of the more minimal sets that they had. Yeah,
0: because it was all done in the center of the yeah. floor and not uh-huh. no real stage. Yeah. Really for,
1: but they've had just like being able to see the sets they've had since then. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So,
0: uh, so for two weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I, we're promote. We, <laughs> we usually promote our church, but right now we're just saying this is really cool that yeah. our community uses the space. Uh, and Rude has, I think, their next five or six shows are all here. Yeah. Um, so they they signed like a big long term two year contract with us on different things. So um, this is kind of like the first one of that. Um, and uh, so check it out. and rmtheater.org I think is what they what they do but uh, let's get back to our stuff we continued our uh work series the art of labor uh we did week two yesterday Seth kicked it off last week was on the podcast uh and then uh I did week two it's gonna be about I think it's gonna be a four part series is what we're looking at so far that's what it's shaping up to be and uh we talked about The creative elements of being created to work, frustration with that work. Uh, What what if you're not in the right spot? We talked a little bit about a diaphora, which is a a term that's not necessarily uh, uh, like like work alone. Like it it has broad terms, but we applied it in the area of work Mm -hmm. because um, sort of Martin Luther's work in post Reformation Germany was exactly that saying that work can be spiritual it doesn't have to be just work that's performed in a church or in some sort of sacred ceremony Uh, but what you do in the everyday process matters Um, and then a little bit of a a story about some bus drivers at the end so um, a fun a fun weekend you you and I had a few discussions in in mid-service what were some of your thoughts or takeaways or anything that you thought was standout-ish that we wanted to highlight and follow up with
1: well, I think the idea the idea of idea fora, uh, which is like that thing there are certain things that are non essential that don't like it doesn't really matter what you do, it's how you do it. Um, and I think that's a really important idea to wrap your brain around when you're trying to make big life decisions, especially as a Christian when you're like, what does God want me to do? Sometimes the answer is God doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Well, yeah. Like whatever it is that you decide to do.
0: There's I- certain things he's like, I'm pretty sure I don't want you to be like yeah. a pimp or a Johnny or whatever. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's things it's like, I know what I don't want you to do, yeah. but what you, what do you do want to do? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you pick this up. It was really funny. Cause, um, in second service, I I I prefaced it with do you feel like god uniquely and particularly calls you to something right or do we ha- do we live with that and i was setting it up for kind of like think about the option that's not and i heard somebody in the audience audibly go yeah absolutely <laughs> and i was like oh boy i got to uh so we're going to be <laughs> Well
1: and it's funny yeah, too because <laughs> for me in my work i actually do feel like i've been particularly gifted to be a teacher sure. to work with kids and i i honestly do think that that's where like god's purpose for my life it lies and i and i was thinking about it on the drive here that i one of the reasons i think that is because all of the like coincidental like lucky things that have happened for my work have been leading me towards becoming a teacher right and so, in my like through my Christian filter, like that is God leading me towards my purpose on this planet and his purpose of for my life, which is going to be through teaching and being working with kids and being an educator and it's so it's really funny because I don't I think he would have figured out that purpose in some other way if I'd really been like, "No, I'm not doing this um yeah. but Like for me, it like really showed up in the world of like being married or not, and I was like, I don't think God cares. I think He's gonna figure my life out whether I'm married or not, right? Or who doesn't matter? Like whoever I'm married to, like doesn't matter. But and so it is funny for me because I really do think that I'm I've been like called to be an educator, but I also think that my purpose would have been fulfilled regardless and see that. educators
0: a unique one because it does feel like a specific unique calling because why the heck else would i do what i do the pay's not all that great you work with you know kids unappreciated kids <laughs> all year long like there are definitely certain professions that are that lend itself more to no i actually believe in a particular calling because of that and Pastoral work typically would be one of those things, mm-hmm. too, again. And I even mentioned it yesterday. I, I wonder how it felt to hear your pastor go, I just picked this because I felt like I was pretty good at it. it seems like a good gig and <laughs> and not have anything be, like, super spiritual about it. And um, be like, oh, man, I don't know if I can, like, follow this guy or be yeah. under this guy or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, all the kind of philosophies on it. But I, I think that it, uh, it really... I think it takes a more realistic and centered approach to this idea of vocation so that the people are like, I'm honestly, dude, I'm just selling cable right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, cause I'm making things work and, and that, and, and that, you know, feels like I don't have as cool of a thing or, or as good of an opportunity. I'm not as in touch with what God wants me to do, or I feel like I'm out of, out of bounds from it. And, and that's just not, uh, that, I mean, that can be true if you feel like I'm, blatantly disregarding my talents and giftings because I'm afraid to use them Mm -hmm. or there's some shame involved or, um, I'm kind of running away from that kind of stuff. Like then, then yeah, there's some like genuine conviction that's, that's taking place there. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I think we're just trying to, we're just trying to survive and put food on the table and have some save for retirement. Right. I mean, that's kind of the, the mode that we're in, but. And
1: I think within everything, God is way more concerned about how we are doing things than necessarily what we are doing. Yeah. I mean, obviously there, like you said earlier, there are things that he's like, yeah, don't do that. Right. Because it'll be like way worse for our life and for humanity in general. Yeah. Um, But he's like, how are you, how are you selling cable? How are you like, you know, picking up garbage? How are you, you know, how are you doing that? What are your relationships with other people like while you're doing that? Yeah. So, which I loved the bus driver story that you told because- I think it was a really clear picture of that idea of like one bus driver who's just really grumpy and none of the kids like, who you know maybe made some poor choices, and then this other bus driver who's just embracing the I'm gonna do this really well.
0: Yeah, and I I did not mean to say that that first bus driver is a bad person. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like no, I tried for to be sure. like, hey, we've all wanted to do that at some point. Uh-huh. And it's just a matter of it's a bad fit. You probably are doing this and you don't want to do this. And you're counting down the days until either retirement or, or I, who know, I don't even know how old he was, but um, it's just like, you don't want to be here. And it's, it's showing up in your actions on this and like, it would be better for everybody. Everybody involved, including yourself, would be like, hey, we should rethink what you're doing here. <laughs> how yeah. About, how about that? Because <laughs> we're trying to keep these kids safe. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I sp- paid specific attention to, because I wanted to make sure, I, if I was leading the series off, I would have done this in week one, but I didn't want to tell Seth what to do. But the idea of uh, people trying to exempt themselves from this, and I heard it even last night and in, in we did our final base camp meeting for, the, um, for that session of, um, okay, so like they're empty nesters, they're, um, they're, they're retired. They, they were both retired. One of them was a teacher. One of them was a firefighter. Uh, and they're kind of enjoying the the sunset years of, of retirement with grandkids and all that kind of stuff. And when she heard that it was going to be a series on work, it was like, oh, well, maybe I can take the next four weeks off or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make it very clear in that time of don't exempt yourself just because, A, you're not working. Um, like, you're not getting a paycheck for your work um, uh, or you're in school. And so it's like, yeah, school is my work, but that's definitely different because – it's an education thing, or B I'm a stay- I'm a stay at home mom or I'm a homemaker or whatever and there's a there's a there's an exemption feeling sometimes that we can be like, well... Or, or there can be a perception that a pastor or somebody like me in a position that's talking about work doesn't really address that. And we use this quote from C.S. Lewis and a letter that he had written. And I, I did want to make clear in that, because it, it references a Greek mythological figure, um, Sisyphus, uh, which is the guy who rolls the stone up every day and then and then it rolls back down. Um, I, I wanted to mention that if that... You can hear that and feel like sometimes um, Lewis's writings or that type of a writing is is so uh, abstract or out there. Like I'm not caught up with this. So I don't understand this. Thanks, Brent, for explaining it to me. but i if if I didn't have that con- sort of context or if I didn't want to dive into it, that would be a really hard read. And what you need to know is that we don't have her original letter to him. All we have are his responses in the collected letters because, you know, for the most part, if you're Mm -hmm. buying a book on the collected works of C.S. Lewis, you just want to read what he wrote, not what other people (laughs) wrote to him, right? (laughs) Yeah. She's the one that brought it up to him.
1: Uh, Oh, being like Like, I
0: feel like this, right? So he's responding, not telling her, like, uh, analogously, this is what it kind of looks like. He's saying, I totally get what you're saying. She's the one that goes, this is what it feels like, Mm -hmm. you know? And he goes, no, I can definitely see how that would work. And he had kind of a history in medieval theology, medieval writings. And so he obviously, in Greek mythology, he would know all of that stuff. So that's probably why she brought it up. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know. There was that feeling though, like I get, it's this mom who probably came across this story somewhere and goes, that's how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) pushing a rock up every day only then, to watch it do the same yep. thing, doing this laundry every day, doing this, f- you know, feeding the kids. And I know they're growing and I know someday they'll be old enough to feed themselves or change their own you know, diapers or what, or not change not their own diapers, change diapers. Uh, dress themselves, <laughs> uh, buckle themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like the day that my kids can figure out how to buckle themselves in, that was like legendary. I'm not having to like weasel my way in the back seat <laughs> to do it. Oh, it's so great. And you know that that's coming, mm-hmm. but it just feels so far away in the moment. So, totally understand from a parent perspective, reading a story like that meaning like, I feel like I'm cursed. Like mm-hmm. Sisyphus. That's <laughs> totally me. That's it. You know? And yep. then having that frustration. And then for him to have the insights of trying to point them towards like the bigger picture of, hey, the reason why we any of us work is so that we can have a home to go to. And that that development of it—that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. So, anyways, mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. I had a—I saw a couple people, some specifically some stay-at-home moms yeah. go, you know, post that as that was their yeah. takeaway from the message, even uh-huh. though that was like an aside. That yeah. wasn't even like the main point. <laughs> but you kind of hear what you need to hear sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. good. So, yep. um, for sure, it yeah. was
1: good. CS Lewis, full of good stuff.
0: Always <laughs> got my quota in. <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't used them in a couple weeks. <laughs> so I felt like I needed to yeah, make sure yeah. people remember. him. That yeah. <laughs> I also named my fourth child yeah. after him. So I kind of like him. Yeah. So uh, anything else about work stuff that, that uh, was related, that was worth talking about for you?
1: No, I, no. My big takeaway was the Diaphora stuff and just kind of how that plays into what we do. So good. I'm pretty good.
0: Uh, I love it. All right. Let's, uh, let's trans. We're like cruising through this today, yeah, guys. We are like on efficiency. This. Which is good because I have some real high. fun stuff okay, good. for our say something <laughs> interesting piece of this deal. So <laughs> might be a short podcast today. And I'm, t- I think everybody's like that. I'm fine with that. Well, Listen, it was kind of long I'm just last babbled. week. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're making up the two weeks combined. averages out to about 30 minutes. All right. Yeah. Uh, say something interesting. This is our, our opportunity to talk to you about something that we found interesting, read about, uh, experienced, uh, ate at the restaurant, did the things, all, whatever it is. Uh, Megan, you want to go first?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, mine's a little nerdy. Um, mine's
0: nerdy, but it's fun.
1: <laughs> so it is, I actually, my boyfriend sent this to me, Ben, and, um, cause he has a lot of time in his truck and so he spends a lot of hours just like trolling YouTube And just going down like YouTube rabbit holes. Wait, YouTube?
0: Oh, yeah. Not while he's driving, though. No, like when he's like. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say podcast, and I was be totally okay with it. No, no,
1: no, like. But
0: I've seen people. I saw a lady FaceTiming while she was driving the other day. But
1: truck drivers like have to to spend. They have to have like a 10-hour break after every whatever. Anyway, they have. He has a lot of downtime in his truck when he's not at home. Got it. Um, not driving. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Very. Want to be very. Just want to clarify.
0: In case Ben's supervisor is listening to this.
1: <laughs> no, he's not driving. While well, he's not driving. Anyway, he sent me this video of um uh, like about a theremin. Have you ever heard of a theremin?
0: No. So uh, it's a musical instrument.
1: And oh yes, I have. The first ever it's well, not the first ever. It's like one of the first electric instruments. Um, and it was developed by a Russian man in the early 1900 well, in like the 1920s. Um and it was created because the Soviets were interested in d- figuring out proximity sensors, and so this physicist was coming up, wh- trying to figure out stuff for that, and he like discovered um, that this the thing he was working with had like tone, and so then he created this instrument called a theremin. So it has two antennas, and one antenna. Um, creates an electrical field, and then you move your hand within that electrical field, and it has tone. And then the other antenna, you move your hand up and down to do the volume. And so this video on YouTube is super cool. It's twenty minutes long, but it's really, really cool. And it has this woman um, named uh, Carolina Ike, and she is one of the like leading thereminists. I don't know what you call them, but that's what I'm gonna say. You yeah, call them. That's and good. She's come Go with up it. with like she has kind of developed hand positions for <laughs> how to like um consistently create the same tone every sure. time because the electrical field is influenced by everything that's within it. Right. And so you need to like it so the way that they create tone is between the body and like the one of the antenna. And then you like move your hand within that space. But if someone walks within that space while you're playing it changes the tone and like if you don't have your hand in exactly the same spot or you haven't adjusted the field to be exactly the same like it can change what your tone is and so she's really she's phenomenal this video it's I think it's a youtuber who does music stuff but he has her on as his guest and they're talking about like the history of the theremin and how it works and like why it does stuff. And then she is like talking about like the hand positions and stuff. And it is so fascinating and so cool. And um she's like phenomenal. It doesn't usually people think of the theremin as like a creepy, like right. sound, right? Right. But she plays like classical music on the theremin and it's amazing. Um so yeah, that's my say. Something interesting that is, is it the It sounds
0: like Soviet music. Like, yeah, it does kind of. Yeah, I find, like you've seen like the Russian Gulag movies, right? And it's yeah. like this is what happens. Yeah. And I've been like a, I've been, I've been in like a Soviet like reading. You have craze, been, yeah. like, The Chernobyl stuff and the books, and I just bought Gulag Archipelago, which is like a like a history of all this stuff that was taking place in Soviet Russia behind the Iron Curtain that nobody knew about, and then all of a sudden this book kind of emerges. And the world's like, that's taking place right now, like in these like slave camps and where people are yeah. banished for speaking ill about the government. So anyways, it does not surprise me that, that there would be electric. And, and I feel like I've got a theremin in my car because <laughs> um, if I I uh, I have something wrong with the like the grounding in my in my Bluetooth or my I my car doesn't have Bluetooth. It's not that cool. Uh-huh. Um but I have like, well, let's see. Yeah, no, I bought a blue, I bought a Bluetooth adapter, and uh, then it okay. goes into the aux port, right? Uh-huh. But there's some grounding issues. So if my phone is plugged in and I'm not playing anything, it does this <laughs> like the whole time. Yeah. And you can like move it and be like, I'm like playing the yeah. theremin in my car while yeah. I'm driving. Not while I'm driving, Ben, me and you, <laughs> while we're parked for our ten-hour rest stops. Um, but doing something. So I totally, I, I get it. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, and if you're a fan of Big Bang Theory, Sheldon, um, there are a couple episodes that Sheldon played his theremin that he has. So that was my first introduction to like a theremin and then um, this video. But yeah, and I'll we can like figure out how to send the link out because I have
0: the video link and it's really cool. Done. We will definitely yep. send that link out because I've got a video that I'm going to send you as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you a tour of a place that uh, I want to go visit. Next summer, my wife and I are celebrating 15 years of marital bliss and <laughs> 10 years at Eastlake. And so we are taking- I want to know what
1: my mom always says on their
0: anniversary. Like 12 years of she, happily married no, and 15 she's years. She's
1: like, uh, whatever. well, they're at like 45 or something now. Uh, years of uninterrupted marital bliss (laughs)
0: uninterrupted exactly um so our plan is to uh do a little european trip we've never done one together I, i went to scotland once a long time ago for a missions trip thing but that's it we've never been to london um we've got family in belgium we've got friends in northern ireland so do a next summer, like a getaway trip for like two or three weeks to like make it worth it to be able to go. And one of the spots that is now currently on my to-do list is to go visit a place called the Poison Garden. You ever heard of the Poison Garden? No, where is it? It is in Northumberland, UK. It's in a place uh, in a larger... Um like garden that is more like um a place that you buy tickets and go see all of the different exotic flowers and so it's called the Alnwick Garden. It's by the Alnwick Castle. It's on those grounds. And uh, in within the garden, there's different like zones. So imagine going to a theme park mm-hmm. and you've got like adventureland and spaceland and all yeah. those different lines. I've right? been to
1: like botanical gardens okay, before. so They have different this areas. one
0: is uh the, they have one of the areas called Poison Garden and it's gated off And the gates, I'm going to show you a picture of the gate right now. I know you can't see it listening to this. Oh, wow. Um, But it literally (laughs) says, these plants can kill you. Yeah, and it's it's got spiders and like this crossbone skulls thing, whatever. And you have to have a guide to go into this area. And every one of the plants behind this garden literally can kill you.
1: Oh my word! Um,
0: There are things that if you if you touch them, they'll give you like these blisters that could last for seven years. Uh, If you eat these leaves, you die. And they're they're common. The funny thing about it is, some of these are actual real common plants. Like that people grow like in their yards yeah. and they just don't know that if you eat these now you would never eat like them. rhubarb. Yeah. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you would never probably eat them, but if you did, it would like be horrible for you. And yeah. then there's some that are like, like really fenced off. Like if you get too close to these, you, you just have to breathe the fumes of these things, and it can be really bad. So they go in with their suits and they they manage them all. But um, it's about uh, twelve pounds t- as an entrance fee to get mm-hmm. into this one, uh, which is uh, it translates to about fifteen bucks. And the reason it got started is because it was just a botanical garden, essentially. And then the Duchess of Northumberland said, I wondered why so many gardens around the world focus on the healing power of plants rather than their ability to kill. I felt that most children I knew would be more interested in hearing how a plant killed, how long it would take you to die if you ate it, and how gruesome and painful <laughs> the death might be. Which is totally true. It's,
1: it is totally As true. As a kid, you're
0: like, this can kill me? Yeah. Tell me more about that. <laughs> like, I'm super psyched about, uh... like, the even like, you mentioned rhubarb. Like, yeah. I remember hearing about, like, don't eat rhubarb. Rhubarb leaves—they can kill you, right? And you're like, oh, that's exciting. But the stalks are okay. This is crazy. <laughs> How does this work, right? And, and, and like, and then there's like the pumpkin. Like you just whatever you do, whatever you want with the leaves, right? Yeah. like that idea of something that can potentially kill you is fantastic they have a um a license to grow marijuana um in the uh in this thing which i know people who listen to this like marijuana can't kill you i understand but it's a controlled substance and maybe whatever i don't (laughs) i don't know it was in there but they got like a special license Uh for this um but what's funny about that is that's the only one that's fenced in All the other ones are like, if you want to kill yourself, go ahead and touch it, yeah. right? Uh, but this one, we're, we're concerned that you might pick a few leaves <laughs> off. Um, there's uh, So the, the garden was added in 2005, so it hasn't been around for very long. Um, but again, the Duchess thought this mm-hmm. would be a great way to draw like a younger people. Yeah. Um, species include um, hemlock. Oh, yeah. Um, something that produces castor oil, but also deadly... Ricin? Is that how you say it? Ricin? Ricin? Resin.
1: Foxglove. Ricin? I don't know.
0: Uh, Atropa belladonna, commonly oh, called I've heard deadly that. nightshade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brugsmania, laburnum. And the, po- the mission is uh, includes drug education with featured plants of cannabis, coca, and the opium poppy. So mm-hmm. anyways, uh, there's going to be a video that has uh, a tour. It's basically a tour guide yeah. walking through pointing these things out. Cool. Uh, and uh there is another he talks about in the video uh, not another poison garden but he goes to one of these specific plants and he says that this one if you touch it you could you'll die within 48 hours or whatever um and he says that there was another garden somewhere else just a botanical garden that had this and the gardener like forgot that day to wear gloves or forgot that day to do something Uh-oh. and he actually died as a result of the plants that he grew oh, in, in the garden, which is kind of a
1: yeah, be careful. Like
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a crazy sad deal. So, uh, anyways, I, I thought that was all interesting. Poison Garden, Alnwick Castle. Uh, if you ever are over there looking for stuff to do, and the rest of the like the whole park area or garden area, it looks like it was so impressive and cool. You're like, man, this is like Silverwood, but with Lamps. not rides. But yeah, I've been to. Ooh and fountains and
1: um all kinds the of stuff. british people just in general everywhere that they lived have uh they love their botanical gardens and like i remember i went to one in australia or a couple in australia when i was there and they were all just like really cool and fun and um just like a lot of variety of different plants i love botanical gardens they're fun to go through
0: there you go so i like them if they have poison gardens <laughs> i'm definitely into that <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today's episode of uh, Say Something Interesting. Yeah, uh, we'd love to have you back on Sunday and be a part of our uh, our Art of Labor series. It's been fun, like a fun summer. We had great crowds, even with I
1: know we've had last a lot week of people. was holiday
0: and still a lot of people, and, and uh, people are sticking around. I think it's the snow cones. I really do. <laughs> I think there's something about the sugar and and uh, all the stuff, um, but uh,
1: well, we'll see what happens after school actually gets out.
0: Yeah, if you're looking for something <laughs> to do this weekend, uh, rude mechanical show, like we mentioned, there's also a chalk art festival. Happening. We the Uptown does like two or three events a year that are kind of like real big deals. Uh, Cool Desert Nights is one of them. Halloween's a big one, and then Chalk Art Festival is probably the next biggest one. Uh, Everybody can kind of sign up, and it's like an art festival. They they take a you you register and you get some chalk, and then you take one of the squares on the sidewalk and then make it your own kind of portrait Mm -hmm. deal. And there's usually I don't know 100 maybe 200 participants and. Not that you have to participate, but it's worth walking around and checking yeah. it out. But don't do it till the afternoon because uh, then you can see some finished products, and you're like, "There's some amazing drawings." So you're like, "How in the world did you do that with just chalk?" Yeah. And then um, if you miss it, um, it's power washed off in the afternoon at like four o'clock. So wow. um, you gotta gotta come be a part of it. Check out ch- uh, chalk art. Tons of people come out for that. Uh, that's on Saturday. Uh, come between like one and four. If you don't four fifteen. You're too late. You missed it. <laughs> gone well parts of them are gone anyways all right guys have a great Mm -hmm, week and uh we'll see you next week bye bye